and Are first person to be drinking on the podcast uh, actually it's beer but i couldn't find a good cup to put it in so i put <laughs> it in this wine glass <laughs> so it's very frou-frou but uh, you, know, so you, you have a tiger in the background of your with lasers so it's not just a tiger sir it's tiger king thank you very much <laughs> Welcome to season two of the Never Gone Pro podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. This is a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at both. I'm your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, the Tiger King from GC Coaching. Yeah. Say hi, Shane. Hi, everyone. How are you? <laughs> the background's horrible. Um, <laughs> get out of here are we are is this is this is this live or is this is this real are we recording yeah we're really recording okay Chris. okay yeah, we'll this keep is going. this is the actual podcast keep, Chris. just keep Welcome. keep going it's fine just chris corny is with us fellow dirt teammate passionate cyclist and outstanding dad say hello chris hello all right and so we have two special guests today um jeremiah our first or jeremiah bishop is our first second time guest on the never going pro podcast and we have nathan nathan guerra he is um been on the mountain bike scene for a long time he's a pro mountain biker um are you still riding pro much these days or so i was about to i was about to punch the ticket on registering again with you know the domestic scene and then and then corona so um i don't have my license right this moment but as soon as we know when there are going to be events that license will be re-upped but yeah i mean uh riding for broken spoke now locally more of a regional thing at this point okay results are good i'll go back to maybe trying out there's actually more opportunity now than there was years ago to maybe hit up at the national scene more and it's crazy i feel stronger now than ever which is well, I don't know what that's all about. But. I thought you were about to take this chance to give us a huge boost in ratings by announcing your retirement, but you went the other way. <laughs> Nobody cares about a comeback. Yep. So in Zwift circles, um, I want to tell you a little bit about Nathan. He is the voice of Zwift. He is Zwift's answer to Carlton Kirby. Who's Carlton Kirby? Sad, sad. Oh, are we really making that comparison? Simon <laughs> Schofield is going to kill you. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I think he's a part of, the, of, a, of a group that literally, anyways, there's a whole group that doesn't want Carlton Kirby on, this, on the circuit. But I'm not I, in that. Hey, I'd, I'd, like, man, I'd actually like so... to read, I'd like to read uh, your Twitter handle here. Founder of Vision Cycling, Pro Cyclist. Vision of, of Voice of Zwift. Family Man. An incarnation of theology, philosophy, and ethic over recitation. Mm. I don't know that I know what that means. That's deep. (laughs) That's deep. That's deep. So what's incarnation mean, right? So it means to to become flesh. So let's quit talking about stuff and do the things. That's what it means, essentially. (laughs) Okay. Got it. I got you. All right. Let's do this. uh, My background's in religious studies and philosophy, actually, for about 10 years of my life while I was racing bikes. And that's why... I was raiding World of Warcraft in the basement while riding my bike because that's the only time I had to ride my bike if I actually wanted to race it because I had to go to school full time while also being a dad. So this whole oh like badge inside riding trainers thing was Nathan's life a long time before Zwift showed up. Sure. Um, so how many kids do you have, Nathan? I got five kids, five kiddos. Five. Holy cow. And in what ages? 
Yeah, so we're going from six to going to be 16 really soon. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so in, oh, then the spread is uh, only about two years between the boys. So, six, okay. eight, ten, and then uh, 12 and 15. Going to be 13 tomorrow, actually. And well, cool. In June. So. Do you hey. know all their social security numbers by heart is the question. Ooh, oh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I go straight to the tax return for that one. <laughs> I open up right to the tax return, open it up. I got to find that one. Hey, we took, oh. we took my daughter to the dentist the other day and I've put my wife's birthday down. Like I'm that dad. And they got a call. I got a call like a day later. They're like, it says your daughter was born in 1987. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you too, for sure, Chris. Like I nice. definitely struggle sometimes on the, on the birthdays once in a while as well. Hey, my theory on why you're writing so well is that you have no kids in diapers right now. Hmm. They're a little older. I'd have, to, I'd have to, I'd have to definitely agree with you as far as like the time constraints thing, you know, like, um, you don't have to juggle quite as much and then they get a little bit more independent. You can, they kind of can do it with you then more too. That's the other side of it too. You know, but yeah. you're forgetting, you're forgetting the sweet, sweet release of nap time. That's true. That's true. Yep. It's just nap time. It's called, it's free time for parents. If you can stay awake. Oh man. Our daughter, she stopped napping like way, way too early. I was like, no. lay down, take a nap. Damn it. Sleep. <laughs> and don't say damn it. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they're crying, you know, like I remember, I remember those days. So, you know, what I'm kind of curious about when I'm talking to both of you, you know, you both know each other. Um, I'm curious to hear how like Zwift became a thing in your life and part of your training. So, you know, Jeremiah, let's hear from you first. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a common need to get some training in while watching the kiddos and yeah i was on the rollers you know quite a bit anyway and it made sense you know it'd be something fun to do something engaging um i at first was probably not like a like a crazy zwifter but you know one of those things where it's fun to do a pickup race fun to do a recovery ride or or socialize with friends and yeah i mean obviously it, it's gotten a lot more popular um, since beta, but uh, yeah, it's super cool to be able to like, you know, at that point I was like watching the baby while she napped and then like riding and okay. then, you know, you hop off when you hear the baby monitor and yeah, there goes your race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so you were around in, in during beta days as well. Yeah, actually. Yep. Zwift was just a really natural fit for what I was already doing. So, I mean, we could go back and there's, if I go through my history, it's kind of interesting, the progressions of indoor training for me. They started playing video, well, they didn't, they kind of started playing video games because I just refused to be completely bored looking at the garage wall. So I just <laughs> set up my laptop and probably broke multiple of them because I was like playing Dota or World of Warcraft or work. Cause I was like, I have to put in these pro hours. I was watching guys like Jeremiah you know, he was, I mean, at the time, he was definitely a level above of where I was at. And I'm shooting. Whoa, for, just, you, know, do you see that? Did you see that subtle dig? At no, the it's, time. No, I, no, there's I, not, no, 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 not even close. Like, that's what I heard. I'm literally know. talking about at the time there. Oh, God, you guys, reading too much in. So you're saying, but, so you're saying he's faster now then? I, I think. All right, all right. We're gonna, I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to say for sure 
that Off-Road to Athens, I told Jeremiah actually this on the phone the other day, was something I watched in order to inspire me to even become a, a pro mountain biker. So definitely a level above and total respect there is laying past before uh, me awesome. into, into making it even as a pro mountain biker. Because that's like a thing in America that is hard to do. And I let give that to Jeremiah to speak to for sure. I mean, that was probably, a, you know, go ahead. Thanks, man. I just, heard, I just heard him call you old and slow. That's yes. what I just heard. Uh, I'm old <laughs> and fastest get out. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. But I definitely am, you know, if, if you're old and looking up to me, then that means I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Zwift thing, it just was a natural fit because I was already thinking about streaming and gaming at the time. I was a big esports fan as it was kind of like flourishing into this whole like TI was becoming a thing, the international for those who might know what that is that are, you know, at all aware of the esports world. But, um, you know, and, and while I was watching that happen, uh, I, you know, just started, I was one of the Zwift crazies up front. Like I was okay. like, wow, I can actually get my training in and I can promote it in a way in which I have like a streaming space and wait, you can do this thing like all these, pro gamers are doing and grow your own business space okay i literally just took my tax return and said i'm doing this honey and like boom i i That's just cool. i uh started streaming i was i was the first Swift streamer january 2015 and then within six months i started on a microphone and kind of launched the movement of Zwift Esports essentially in september 2015 because people nice. were just showing up and started racing so that's kind of my go you're the, it, so. you're the you're the grandpappy of the esports world <laughs> kind of i would say yeah essentially that's very, cool. That's very cool Pioneer. so we we wanted to i mean we still have a ton of general questions but we wanted to dig in on esports for a second since you know you guys are both super experienced and like what all right i mean like what do you see kind of the two big questions are what do you see as the next evolution um of esports and then here's the big one is if you could change one thing with magical powers about esports right now what would you change mm. who would you eliminate oh, mm -hmm. those are oh. really hard questions are we talking like esports in general or cycling esports let's uh, keep it as cycling e cycling you know yeah keep it as yeah. cycling because we all bike yeah from what i hear okay i oh. cycle and i bike ah oh, yeah. cycles there's, okay, so there's. And I drink my beer out of a wine glass. Come on, Tiger so King. Many. Hey, man, the other glasses were dirty. You don't realize the dishes situation here. COVID is just like a, you know. I know. I was trying to be a kitchen. You know, it's fine. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Back Keep to going. back to seriousness. What's what? What's the next thing for e-cycling? And if you could change one thing right now with magical powers, what would it be? Who's going first? I think you are. All right. Steering. My God. It drives me nuts that you've yes. got this such a simple input to the game that people can't figure out how to steer or brake. Like they need to use a sticky draft BS to like, you know, prevent you from going through these clear avatars. Kind of drives me bananas. Um, whereas yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that just is, like you said, if I could snap my fingers, it's technically not an easy thing to do. It would... I, I don't know. There's, there's a Nintendo game with a steering wheel, and they seem to do it okay. I know. You're right. There's, like, so many steering games out there. If you look at the other games in gaming, mm -hmm. 
Have you tried like CV Arcade? Uh, I haven't tried CV Arcade. You but should try that at... and then see if you want steering still. <laughs> 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 That's horrible. I, I just know that riding a bike outdoors, you know, there's a fine art to apexing a corner to, you know, moving over when you want someone to pull, for example. Sure. And they're like some little kind of cues that like but is esports its own but is e-cycling its own thing with its own skill set that's the devil's advocate it will definitely is and i agree and it will always be in fact i would take it even further um you know you you talked about um crv cade and i actually consulted a little bit with those guys and i said hey don't try to replicate outdoor cycling exactly make it something fun and different I think for some of these live events, I mean, you could have an environmental element where the heat lamps, the infrared lamps turn on yes. and you go in the volcano and all of a sudden it's 120 degrees. Good. And everybody's like baking and you just see the riders just like, you know, bracing against this terrible aspect of this game world. People and train then, dogs to run into their room and try to bite them. Well, I mean, just something <laughs> fun. That, that and I think rollers. I mean, if, if all the live races were on rollers, I mean, you'd have a spectacle to watch. Well, I would, I would watch that because the memes that would come out of that would be amazing. Well, have you seen did, Crash would be just excellent. It'd be amazing. Did you guys see the, what is, I don't know how to pronounce it, Orca, Orca, Orca the new Orca. treadmill? The, 30, the 3,200 euro treadmill that's supposed to be yeah i mean it's way cheaper than you know the other one the tax one or whatever yeah i don't know man people might be buying it i'd be into it they should sponsor us next big thing next big thing in esports as far as e-cycling goes man that's it's that's a really these are really tough questions because there's a lot of big vision stuff in my opinion going on as well as a lot of like little tidbits that would make huge changes just by doing those little tidbits like steering i mean that's a thing that would make a major change and in, in in the scope i'm like that's like one bit that would make a huge change you know and so it's like oh man i as far as this so you were talking about my background with vision cycling and, and my frustrations with where mountain biking was at uh as a sport in general in the usa is what launched vision cycling and it's kind of funny how that nonprofit now in the information and the growth that I was trying to get with development of a sport out of that locally, then jumped over into the Zwift world. And now I'm like trying to help grow this sport in this esports space. And what I see that is the next step if we're going to go somewhere is regional and, 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 and grassroots growth, like more grassroots growth, more focus on um, having a, uh, a building that tradition of 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 Zwifters um, and the Zwift community in a in a racing scene, you know, like, and and so just having that um, the people in the right places and the right leadership to kind of make that happen, I think is is something, and I, I think that's both and for me. I think that's the next step, and also something I would just love to just snap my fingers and see it like boom there and ready to go because I think that that would make a huge difference right now in order to uh bolster um the sport a ton the other thing it's on everybody's mind i mean we saw thomas de and i on twitter having a little back and forth like yeah can of worms out there verification <laughs> like and so i right. think that though would go hand in hand with the regionalization i think that if we go regional verification becomes 
much much easier so those yep. two i think are, are, the, are would go hand in hand too well and verification and standardization are so inherently tied when you're doing an esports platform around the world sure. just to make and, things equal and just to, to jump in here real quick so one thing that i thought of is um that could work is if you have almost like local race proctors you know trusted people that you know, maybe they're, they're impartial, almost like referees, but, you know, they weigh you in or, you know, um, somebody in the neighborhood that you can go by and they're like, yep, he is who he says he is. You know, you really can't do 400 watts on this calibrated trainer, uh, those types of things. And, and then that way, you know, we could have real racing by remote um, without having to get everybody into the same physical room like we've seen at Zwift headquarters. We kind of already have that. Okay. So every scale or every um, post office and, you know, gas stations, there's a weight and measures department for each state and they validate scale weight. So you have half of that equation already there. Okay. The problem is you have a bunch of different power meters Mm -hmm. and you have a bunch of different scales. The scale being just as important as the power meter. Sure. I mean, the shit scale that somebody has with a spring that their grandma gave them versus, you know, another scale or, or versus, you know, two high-end scales that just are completely measured differently or are uneven surfaces. Um, to have those calibrated with a state, you know, measured weight mm-hmm. or you just go to the post office and say, hey, can I stand on your scale? You take a picture of the stamp, someone signed off on this scale. And, you know, just having that um, third party validation for that and for the power meters uh, makes a big, big difference. Uh, One of the guys I used to work uh, with a little bit on coaching was um, Cameron Cogburn, who's been racing occasionally, but, you know, he's also a PhD uh, student for MIT in physics. And he has this um, nuclear weighed 50 pound weight to do the stomp test on his SRM. So he puts this 50 pound like weight, it's within a hundredth of a gram on his SRM left and right, does the, the slope. Um, so it's not just a zero offset, but it's actually getting a very accurate slope measurement. I, I do the same. I don't use a nuclear weight, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, super, super accurate That's weight. That's too bad. It's close. Busted, it's damn close. Game over. <laughs> Yeah, not, not nuclear, not verified. Zada's got you now, Jeremiah. Yeah. Well, well yep. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes too. I mean, you have to admit that a lot of it is not, um, you know, it's not malicious inaccuracies sure. between power meters. Sometimes people just have an old stages, one side, they happen to be left leg predominant, and so their stuff's high. I mean, you know, whatever. It's it's can be pretty pretty minor um, things that add up. And so I think as we look to, you know, this sort of fidelity of data, especially in on-site races, it can be a lot more controlled. It can be a good bit better. I think for the big esports races that have tens of thousands of dollars one day, they should have a laboratory SRM or something equivalent. I mean, there's no reason why you can't have a, a you know, $5,000 power meter for these big you know, national world championship races. Um, and then for yeah. smaller races, you know, it's fine. 
or Zwift dojos in certain regions where everything's verified. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean you I know, dojo. On that. I want to. That, that's a great. So that idea, I think, is is when you can create a situation where local bike shops are screaming for for business most of the time. It's not like the bike industry is necessarily right now they're doing really well actually you'd see a lot of reports that you know bicycling is doing very well because of the current pandemic which is interesting but you know they're they want more people in their doors and so the local postal idea i think could move into a space where they just like put people who are looking for bike stuff into places that sell bike stuff as you know somewhere that can do this verification and then when you start getting interested parties who see the opportunity and want to do the work mm -hmm. and put the work in they could become these local dojos like you're saying these local places for competition and i think that that's where you get someone that's on board locally to help grow your grassroots thing in the same way that we see local cycling clubs grow because of their group ride i don't see in, i see an amazing opportunity with esports events taking place in larger local bike chains that just want to put on big big like you know, big events like a, you know, you'd end up with this situation where you've got your local WEMS. Well, for us, it's like WEMS and Wars Racing, you know, regionally down to America, Tour of America's Dairyland is another level of it up to, you know, whatever it might be up and up and up. It goes in that genre for those who create this competitive event space, you know, but we don't have that necessarily fully open right now. It feels like the platform's not ready for it. And I, I really wish that we could I feel like we could get there uh, a little bit quicker though. So mm -hmm. Nathan, yeah, I, I agree. And there's that part that you're talking about. I think if you look at the structure of USA cycling or UCI, they have officials. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of officials. Mm, yeah. Swift sure. has no officials. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like basically we were racing before there was anyone watching and guys would go around the corner and it would hop, hop in a truck or they would like hold on to a, a buggy that goes by the, or they the, would the good old days. Yeah. The good old yeah, days, man. Gotcha. So we're in like the forties and fifties. of cycling, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty Dude's cool. Analogy. That's a great analogy actually. Yeah. They were all jumped up on alcohol and cigarettes. Yes. yes. Wait, wait, hold on. You only weigh 110 pounds this week for this <laughs> yeah. race. That's what, I mean, that's what's going yeah. on, right? It's mysterious. Sure. Mysterious weight loss. <laughs> well, and, you know, those are all interesting things. And I, what I think a lot about is just the explosion of cycling and spin gyms around the country. Um, you know, whether it's Soul Cycle, or there's a number of other ones that are similar. And, you know, how awesome would it be to have a, like a fully immersive Zwift experience? Like I would even pay to do that every now mm -hmm. and again. Yeah. You know, we would have like Friday night street fights or something like that. And you go down to the local Zwift gym and you throw down, you know, I think that, you know, that would be really cool. Um, but six feet, I, six feet away though, right? Six, yeah, six, six feet, feet away, but not forever. You know, that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking beyond that. Um, but one thing that, you know, like Zwift tried to also launch recently was mountain biking. And that had a little bit of steering in it. Jeremiah, did you try that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried yeah. it a few times. You know why? Because my daughter wanted to ride. So quite a few of the big training rides I did, the weather was fine outside, but I was um, doing some hypoxic training because I was doing this effort at 14,000 feet for the impossible hill climb. Check okay. out Vegan Cyclist. Check out YouTube, Jeremiah Bishop. Little plug there. Uh, sure. Pretty much the craziest thing ever. But um, 
being indoors, you know, and using the hypoxic generator and the mask, I was like, well, I need some distraction. This is miserable. And uh, so I'd ride on Zwift for that. I would also, um, sometimes my daughter would actually ask, hey, daddy, you, do you want to ride on Zwift? She likes to see the dinosaurs. I told her about the mountain bike track where you can steer. And she thinks she's pedaling and helping the avatar go along. And I was like, all right, it's cool. She thinks that for now. I, I'm all right with white lie <laughs> so, but i did put the you know handlebar mount on and tried the steering i was curious about it it was actually pretty fun um yeah it's it's different you know it's definitely takes some finesse you have to kind of figure it out the course is steep it's tough um and it's a beautiful little realm you know not a lot of people use that section of the course so it's like i don't know i, I like it i think it's kind of cool did uh did a race when it first launched um and uh we were we were we were doing so it was kind of like going back to the old school days of meeting up on watopia and just starting a stopwatch because it wasn't an actual like mm -hmm. zwift event right yeah yeah mm -hmm. so we just kind of like all met up at the where you get your mountain bike and then at the time that everybody agreed on it was go and i broadcasted and, and, and did like a commentary on this yeah. like race we made up and it was really fun to commentate because there was so much more tactic and like, like I, I think Leah Thorvalson or it was one of the, maybe it was one of the, it was one of the turbo girls, I think. Anyways, one of the, one of the women's teams was leading and beating all the guys cause she handled her bike better, like, and hit all nice. the right sections of the course the right way. And so it was really cool to see how the steering actually had a big impact on who was going to be winning the race. And it really kind of, because you don't know how thinking something's going to really go until the experience of it, until you actually yeah. see action. And watching it in action was like, whoa, this is cool. This is new. And maybe it was just the new thing, but I don't think so. I think there's something definitely there on the steering side of things. If it's more maybe interactive in some way, it has to make sense, though, because there, there are a lot of things that can get in the way of, of making sure it feels seamless. But uh, mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun to do, though. That was a lot of fun to commentate on, for sure. Sure. And, and also, um, you know, just sort of where Zwift fits in with, with mountain biking in general. So, you know, I found as a mountain biker um, that my frame broke last summer. And so in the middle of the summer, I'm training like crazy on Zwift because I have nothing else to ride. And when I get back out there, like I'm, I'm pushing more fitness than I've ever carried, but I, I just didn't have the skills to match up. <laughs> I sort of lost my, you know, like my spidey sense, so to speak, on the mountain bike. So it was actually a little bit sketchy, you know. It was you, like, oh I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've noticed that too. It's it's kind of like you can just tune out and you can like target fixate, like six feet in front of you, but then like a tree comes and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 very noticeable, and it takes yeah. like a little bit to start looking down the trail. Um, <clears throat> it'll it'll happen mark my words it'll happen or ruby's gonna get it and zwift's gonna get upset that ruby's you know i think it's gonna be good and i think yeah. having competition between platforms is fantastic absolutely I think the the veloton or whatever it's called yeah that one looked kind of fun it looks really cool with the braking it you yeah. know has some has some elements and i mean you know conrad my son he um th these are his gaming headphones you know, he's, he's constantly playing these video games and if you get killed, you respawn, you know? So if you crash into the guardrail, okay, you're going to respawn 20 seconds behind the pack. You better bust ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. going to, it's going to happen. 
Well, that's the progression of an idea and a movement, right? Like there's the Gen 1 people and you come out of the gate strong, you get a lot of early adapters, you get critical mass of people following. And then if you don't continually innovate and continually stay as a leader, eventually 2.0 people, those guys, those guys have an advantage because you've already, even if you've protected everything, you've already at the very least culturally, you've put down some pretty big treads. And so it's a lot easier to get up to speed quick. So you've got these guys who are, I mean, I'm not surprised. And I think it's good. Competition's good. We're, we're going to see some Gen 2, Gen 3 platforms that are doing some mm-hmm. things that um, none of us have ever thought of. And yeah. that's where, you know, Zwift's going to, you know, Zwift is the big dog, of course, and we all love it. But um, I, I'm really excited to see what's coming down the pike too. Cause I mean, who knows, right? Who knows what we could be doing. And I mean, think yes, about so. five years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but why we, uh, Shane, you and I were talking about that the other day when we were riding, like, it would be so fun to occasionally have more of the silly stuff. Like what if there was, what if there was, you wouldn't want to do it every week, but what if there was a Mario Kart course where you could actually shoot shells at people and that's totally a novelty. That's not training, but it would be like, maybe they do it on like, I don't know, one day a year or something like Mm -hmm. that stuff's silly, but it, it, there's people are going to start doing some of that stuff to get to increase the engagement in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this has been interesting for me to kind of just hang back and listen because obviously two mountain bikers who appreciate course and handling and those kind of skills where roadies, I would argue, at least the ones I've spoken to, don't really care much about that stuff in Zwift. They just want to see new courses, new workouts, stuff like that. But it's almost like we're we're discussing is Zwift a game or is Zwift a simulation? And I think they're having a lot of growing pains right now figuring out what that is. Like is Zwift a game? Is Zwift a simulation? Is it gonna be like Mario Kart eventually? Is it gonna be like Jeremiah was saying where you have to steer? You know, what is Zwift gonna be? Or is Zwift gonna just be a game, which is serious training made fun, which is their whole tagline. And then is another company going to come and actually create that simulation where people can steer, choose bikes. You have all that nuclear kind of stuff you were talking about. It's interesting to kind of think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if they were trying to make a simulation, they wouldn't have created all of these renderings for, you know, the backdrops. They would have just gone and scanned Zwift it. Zwift is never going to be a simulation. Yeah. It's, no it's, yeah. A little bit, it's already gone down the game road a little bit in, in a lot it's, of ways. Yeah, it's a game. Power-ups yeah. and, and things like that. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, I think yeah. maybe one of them will be better at simulating a Peloton with a team car you can draft off of if you get a power drop out. I mean, that's what I wish happened if my power, like, doesn't read for a second and I get popped off the back. I'm like, shit, I wish a team car was here. You yeah. know, save me or whatever. But the power-ups and I think like some of these um, game features, they only keep people like engaged and more excited to, to see how we can learn to play the game. I think, you know, like anything, you get bored of it if it's the same old, same old. Yeah. Well, and that's the socialization of Zwift as well. It's like, I mean, depending on your, I mean, I'm on Pacific Coast time, but like a lot of times Shane and I get on a ride at the same time and it's like, oh man, at least I get to talk to Shane for a few minutes. Sure. And like that, that socialization, you know, it's not just a, a simulation. It's not just a game. So, you know, hence the existence of dirt, right? Like that's it right there. Guys just, oh, hey, I seen you six days in a row at six in the morning. What's the deal? We should ride together. So that's yeah, a whole that, other. That's exactly how our whole thing started. 
And then we're like, hey, let's reach out to, to more dads and let's start a Facebook page. And then there's thousands of us. It's crazy. Um, but one thing that I'd be really interested to, you know, hear, hear from you guys um, is, so we've all been locked down. And what his, you know, Nathan and Jeremiah, what have your goals looked like this summer? I mean, Nathan, you said you were getting ready to try to get a pro license again. And, and Jeremiah, I know a lot of your stuff is canceled and you were ambassador for Canyon. So you're, you can't do a lot of your events. So how, how are you guys filling your time? And have you been getting some, some, some trail time in? Yeah. Nathan, go ahead. Ahead, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so goals this year, actually, uh, just a quick shout out to Broken Spoke. They jumped on, which is funny. So Vision Cycling that I rode for when I was racing pro uh, was a direct competitor, actually, in the regional region, actually, uh, with them. And then, uh, but I was friends with them. I was friends with uh, George from Broken Spoke. And he was like, dude, it looks like you're getting fit again. You're doing the Zwift stuff. What's up? Do you want to go race your bike? And we just had a conversation. I was like, heck yeah, let's, let's uh, go for it. So my focus was just going to jump back into the regional war season. And, uh, you know, I'd be racing two races by this point. There was going to be a Pro XCT actually coming here locally. So that was the goal. Um, and then, you know, everything kind of changed. And uh, so now I'm just actually, uh, I put in a huge block in February and March. Uh, I got a little sick. I think I might have actually had COVID on a low level. It seemed like it was the exact symptoms, not positive. Uh, and then coming off of that, it almost like forced me to rest. And now I'm like full on doing the USA Cycling League on Wednesday nights and then jumping into as many Zwift races in a row to kind of simulate up to a two to two and a half hour serious MTB effort. And okay. that's been a ton of fun. So essentially I'm like Zwift racing now. Like I think I'm I'm moving up the ranks. I'm watching Zwift Power a little bit now. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is, this is a lot of fun. Like, cause I, I went really quickly from like racing Zwift for fun and for training and getting amazing results from it actually in the mountain bike world to becoming commentators Zwift Community Live, helping to manage the esports world of things. And I never was able to then race amongst like the canyon zcc and the the, the real e the, the real esports scenes in quotes you know what i mean and so now i'm like okay now i'm gonna mix it up with these guys a little bit now that i got some fitness so that's been a lot of fun to do and it's cool to engage i don't know how seriously i'm gonna take that my focus is still on the mountain bike and so i've never won a point to point in the midwest so my focus now is like looking toward uh august more like ordashore um uh shamagon 40 Iceman. that's kind of like the big the big three, the triple crown here in the Midwest. Sure. So, what are the distances of those races that you're looking to race? So it actually goes in descending order. Order Shore is the longest at two hours and 20 minutes or so, two hours and 30 on a winning time in Mar that's Mar in, up in Marquette, uh, UP, Michigan. And so that I focus on the KISS 100 when I'm trying to go after that race, actually, because it's like almost exactly the same, but it's absolute suffering with the international field. So I'm like, well, if I can hang out with these guys and some of them power is off and I'm trying to chase robots and they turn me into Terminator, good deal, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And then it's descending order. Then I think Swamagun 40 is like just sub two. And then Iceman is a brawl at like, what is it, Jeremiah? Like 120 or 130? Like something Really like fast. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, stupid fast. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. And JB, what do you got going on? Yeah, it's been a wild spring, but you know, I had this thought that, you know, with all the races I did last summer, a lot of gravel races like Dirty Kanza, um, SBT Gravel, um, 
I mean, I had friends of mine asking if I was switching to gravel and I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. No, I'm a, I'm a mountain bike racer. You know, I happen to just like other types of cycling. You know, I love doing big gravel rides. I love doing road races. GFNY last year, you know, I came off a really good season, but it was also very dispersed, you know, I was all over the place with all these different disciplines, working demos and stuff like that. And this spring I was like, you know what, I'm going to back up a little finish some unfinished business, take on the mass nut and ring, which had eaten my shorts like the last two times I tried it once 10 years ago, or maybe it's about eight years ago. And then another time about five or no, three years ago, um, had a really bad mechanical. And so I decided to go back to conquer this expedition, ultra rocky, technical, gnarly ass 70 mile um, circumnavigation of mass nut mountain. And I nailed it last week. Um, and, and back to what Nathan was talking about, you know, Zwift has been really instrumental in keeping me motivated, keeping me uh, working hard, waking up early, um, chasing ghosts. I mean, for whatever it's worth, you know, if you bust your butt, you know, it's not always the result that matters. Um, but it's really nice chasing something. You know, if you're chasing yeah. the carrot, it lifts your level big time. I don't care if you're a rower or you're, you know, doing triathlon on the side, it's going to elevate your cycling. And so I think the fitness um, that you're seeing in the people who've stayed after it and stayed on the training is, is really high. And a big part of that is just having this platform and having, you know, something exciting to get involved with. Um, so it's been super cool. Um, definitely bummed that Leadville's canceled. Mm. SPT gravel is canceled. You know, you pretty much, and I thought it was going to happen for these massive races. I mean, you're getting thousands of people in a small DK, town. DK kicked to September. Yeah, I saw that. We're and see. I wonder if it's going to happen. I'm working with an athlete specifically for DK right now, mm -hmm. and we're still wondering if that's even going to happen still. Like, we're kind of going loosely with that and going more to shorter yeah. efforts. Because It'll happen. I think, think so? It, I, so I'm doing, I'm doing the DK. Um, and it, yeah, yeah. I live in California. Uh, I'm from Wichita, Kansas originally, which is an uh, hour and a half yeah. from Emporia. So like I grew up tearing around those roads. I bought a gravel bike like six weeks ago and I'm just jumping to the DK. Like it's that's. Happening, happening. <laughs> you dude, bought a gravel bike. So now it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, trust yeah, yeah. me, the CDC, the who, it's, it's because happening. Chris Warney bought a gravel dude. bike, they're all going to change their plans. I got a good deal. I got a good deal on a gravel bike. Um, but no, I, I just think, I think people are so excited about it. I think September's far enough away. I'm actually surprised they pushed it that far out, just knowing people in that part of the country. I, I would have, I was expecting it to be, I bet the conversations, and I don't know, but I bet the conversations were to do it sooner. And I bet they delayed it because of the weather. Because July's a mm -hmm. son of a gun. Yeah, like brutal. July, August, they'd have had people passing out more yeah. than they normally do. Right. Um, so I think, it was I hope it's going to be in May. It was supposed to be in May. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, now. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Uh, this be last yeah. Week. yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So hey, man. I hope you're right, Chris. I'd love to go hey, back and do it. Jeremiah, if, you, if you're not racing it this year, just come. You can be my stag. You just you know, <laughs> Jeremiah's got his own gig going on. There unfinished, it is. Unfinished business. Nice, nice. So I, I was going to let my daughter color that in. Aww. I think, I think I'm going to photograph it and let her draw, like practice a couple times before she ruins this uh, 27th of 100 prints. But anyway, Aww. yeah. Yeah, that's a open brutal, invitation brutal if you want to come. If you want to come, crew me. Oh, you know, I, open I, invitation. I, I, you got to pay for everything. You need to pay for your own flight and stuff, but you can come. Oh, <laughs> well, 
Cool. Yeah, we'll see. What's the date on it, Chris? Do you know what they are shooting for? I want to say it's like the twelfth or the twentieth or something yeah. like that. It's 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 uh, uh it's in September. Yeah. Ish. I'm hopeful fun. that there's you know going to be some event protocols and they can just like say, hey, you just have to have a mask on and just go race yeah. your bike. I I've I've heard of very few races other than the, uh, as the DK that you get so many weird stories from. Oh, it's it's the kind of thing you love to hate. You know, you'll, yep. you swear you'll never go back. And then like a month later, you're like, man, maybe if I had different tires, maybe if I, uh, <laughs> you know, you start making all these like ideas on how you're going to make it better the next year. Sure. But uh, yeah, I've got, you know, a few goals, trail related goals that I'm going to pick up on. But, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, when half of the season is gone, but at least I had planned on doing these expedition rides. You know, I had planned on doing the rock star and I had planned on doing the ring which are solo efforts anyway. I think the first races we'll see back are time trials, honestly. I think that's going to be the first type of event we'll see back. Um, a matter of fact, next weekend is supposed to be Mohican 100 in Loudonville, Ohio, and they're going to do time trial starts every two minutes. So we'll see. You know, Either there'll be a big backlash about it or it'll go off smoothly and it'll set the precedent that you can still race bikes. Did you guys... Yeah experience like uh so speaking of the goals and like the the sudden changes like i had experience of just a sudden like what am i motivated about like like for a little while like where i was just like shoot man i gotta find something you know what i mean like and then i was like all right it was the usa cycling league actually i was like i'll try it out and that's what it got me going again and then all of a sudden once you do one thing then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm doing well or you see a a benefit or whatever or some sort of new stress score or, or you know you hit new new highs but man i had like a week or two there where i was just like in disillusionment about what am i what oh, where totally. am i in my training plan now even i don't even know i just kind of threw the cards out for a little bit I, well, you know i tell you what for me it was liberating you know it was just like i, I you know i race bounce between age group and expert class i'm not, i suck at expert but i i'm that sandbagger racing age group you know and uh <laughs> Not having the pressure of racing, I've just enjoyed mountain biking, especially in a way that I haven't in the last few years. I put like knobbier tires on my XZ bike. You know, they're heavier, they're slower, but they're more fun. Mm-hmm. And, and and like the other day, I just went went out with the intent of doing like being on my bike for an hour. And I rode through this park to get there and just started jibbing around on the rocks and these like balance beam things that they have and you know doing track stands and hops and I was like man this is fun and it was like it's it's kind of like I didn't when I got on a bike as a kid I didn't do it to race you know I, I did it because it was like my first taste of freedom and riding to my friend's house and out of sight from my parents and yep. my first feeling of speed and my first feeling of balance and swooping around and like just i feel like for me this this covid thing has got me uncovering some of that stuff again huge it bombed it i mean i i had the opposite experience it totally bombed me because i was uh through i was on my second kind of upswing for training for the dk and uh then all of a sudden they i got that email and i was like oh no and so all of a sudden i was all of a sudden i was murdering myself for no reason and then i was like but but i can't go right outside all the trails are closed and now i'm just in my garage writing and i'm like i don't 
and I just like, no, no, I was like, what I literally like, what am I doing? And so it, the, the godsend for us ended up being that we moved up to the mountains for a couple months. And so now I'm just up here. I, I mean, awesome. I'm just riding for fun. Like I, and if I wanted to ride hard, I couldn't because the altitude would murder me. So it's just, <laughs> it's just fun, man. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for some goals though. I, I need something to, I need a dragon to slay. That's right. <laughs> well, a little bit of both. I think it's, it's been a balance. Like I had that moment of like, Oh, well, this is really depressing. Everything's, you know, what are you training for? But I realized I needed to have some goals. One of my goals definitely that is not, come to fruition is winning one of these damn swift races that are live cast <laughs> but i am going to keep trying and keep just lower your weight yeah you, need, you, well. you got to use the you got to use the Jeremiah, time right here now we go before. here Jeremiah, we go we might have an open spot on broken Jeremiah. spoke me and you on a wednesday night like we oh yeah just do some rope-a-dope on them come is, on. This, is that the is that the uh the sweet spot there nathan because i've been racing some pretty hard races I'm, I'm like trying to figure out, I was like, the Koa Cup, not easy. Nope. Uh, the USA Cycling Race series has got like the, uh, you know, like Criterium National Champion. Yeah, I got smoked in the sprint last night, Jeremiah. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> like Dal- Dalton Stretton is like some national champion Aussie kid who's like hungry as a tiger, obviously, and yeah. just comes flying by me in the last five meters, you know? So, and it, you know, it comes down to the sprint a lot of time, but if we get, yeah. it's gotta be, we gotta bring the old man tactics, dude. I think that's what we gotta do. We gotta bring the dad well, tactics. There, yeah. there aren't Zwift, old, there aren't Zwift officials yet, guys. Yeah. No Zwift yeah. officials. Well, I mean, hey, Jeremiah would be the first guy standing naked in the post office on their scale. I will. Again. Again. <laughs> again. Again. Hey, man. Yeah. This, this isn't something he's been doing for That's years. That's funny. Hey, man. Along I just with been... his, like, nuclear waste power meter calibrator. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sir, guys, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Take your, yeah. take your weight. Put yeah. your clothes back on. Yeah. I'll at least have the banana hammock on while I go in there. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> so is there any, before we wrap up here, guys, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or plug for anything that you've got going on? Um, JB, I know you've got a grand Fondo maybe, you know, coming up mm-hmm. in September. Yep. September 28th, 29th. It's a firm. Maybe the only thing that is not, you know, uh, questioned at all is if we're riding. So we mm. will be riding. It may not be a group start. Okay. But me and my buddies, we're going to go and ride out there and uh, rip it up. Um, so in the meantime, you know, we're kind of supporting some of the riders that are on Zwift with a Saturday morning, 9 a.m. group ride. We're going to do the tour for all this Saturday and just okay. kind of jump in. They've got a really cool promotion where they're supporting Doctors Without Borders. It's a really cool initiative. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, instead of doing a meetup, we'll jump in on that event and um yeah i think next wednesday i'll jump back in at usc cycling wednesday race i was pretty effed up after this like 11 hour <laughs> like monster rock crawling soul crushing time trial i did so uh i needed a little break sure uh nathan what you got going on anything you want to tell tell our massive audience about so well we're, this kind of cool thing about the pro conti scene on the road that's been showing up on zcl has been pretty awesome you know so we did redlands we got mm-hmm. tour of Fila, we're in chats with tulsa at this point so you know the pro conti scene uh is pretty cool that they're showing up with me and dave doing the commentary and running production so that's awesome 
Uh, WTRL is really on the radar as well. They're doing an amazing job with events. So a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool partnerships that seem to be coming out of this time and people who have Mm. been really laying some groundwork that's coming to some fruition, I think, uh, right now. And um, I think also another thing too that I really want to like, it's kind of still in vision mode right now, but it's always been like a heartbeat of mine is to bolster the uh, community streaming world a lot mm-hmm. and like see mm-hmm. that game discovery evolve and really get noticed in the Twitch world and the YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming world. And so just being on the lookout maybe for some more um, announcements along that. I can't really say much beyond that at this point because I get some more ducks in the row, but uh, I really want to see that grow. And I think I've got a place that I could try and help at least forge that for people. So yeah, that's the kind of things that are on my radar right now. That's Very awesome. Cool. Very cool. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. You know, Shane and Chris, great to see you as always. Uh, Nathan and JB, thanks for joining us. And so with that, I think we're going to sign off. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Never Going Pro podcast. Ride on, and I will see you in Watopia. 